I didn't realize it at the time, and it's very important for me to share this with your audience. I didn't realize that getting fired was actually the greatest gift of all, to get fired up about new horizons, new heroes, and new possibilities. And that's exactly what happened, but it, did, it sure didn't feel like it at the time. Welcome to the Thought Leader Revolution with Nikki Ballou. Join the revolution. There's never been a better time in history to speak your truth, find your freedom, and make your fortune. Each week, we interview the world's top thought leaders and learn the secrets of how they built a six to seven figure practice. This episode has been brought to you by eCircleAcademy.com, the proven system to add six to seven figures a year to your thought leader practice. Welcome to another exciting episode of the podcast, The Thought Leader Revolution. I'm your host, Nikki Ballou, and boy, do we have an amazing guest lined up for you today. He is an international best-selling author, incredible speaker, and top-notch thought leader and brand strategist. I am speaking, of course, of the one, the only the legendary Gare Maxwell. Welcome to the show, Gare. Wow, Nikki, I don't know. You've set the bar very high. How does a guy live up to an intro like that? It's great to be <laughs> here, my friend. Good to have you back, brother. Good to yeah. have you back. So we tried this once before and we had technical difficulties. This time, we are going to have things rock. So, Gare, my listener is a thought leader, an aspiring thought leader, they may be someone whose business is stuck on a plateau. They may be someone who is listening here because they want to learn from you, our guest experts, some hacks, some tips, some strategies to help them get off that plateau and get to the next level. But before they can do that, they need to know who you are. They need to hear your backstory. So tell us your backstory, Gare. Wow, the backstory. I don't know where to begin, Nikki. Uh, well, the backstory is I fell into this whole profession, this career, quite by accident. I was a 20 year broadcast journalist. And it's important for me to make the point I didn't play records and I never sold any ads. I was a guy working out of the newsroom and I covered things like murder trials and city council meetings and political rallies. And along the way, Nikki, you know the story. I did over a thousand games of play-by-play -play in the American Hockey League with affiliates of the Flames, the Jets, and the Oilers. And, and so my whole life for the better part of 20 years professionally was inside a radio booth or, you know, in a TV studio. And that was very much an insulated world. And then May 21st, 1999, that world came crashing down. Uh, a 20-year career is terminated in two sentences on company letterhead. It's the old, you got 50 minutes to get out of the building. And before you know it, within a week, you're actually on the employment line. Okay, you're right there. And you're feeling hopeless, humiliated. You feel like there's no way out. You're hoping not to be recognized. And you're broke, you're busted, and you go home. And there it is, the dismissal story is plastered on the front page of the only paper in a two-station town. It's the double hit. It's loss of income and loss of identity. And even though you're just one of a number of senior guys being let go by 
a company opting for younger, cheaper talent, it doesn't make it any easier to swallow. So I think I, and I always share that story with my audiences because I think everybody's got their version of the rock bottom story. Even people listening today, you know, the, whatever the rock bottom story is, hopeless, humiliated, no way out. And I always like to say, the bigger question is what happens next? Like, what are you going to do about it? And for me, I made a leap into the complete unknown in soft skills business training. Uh, I hooked up with an outfit out of uh, Mississauga, actually. I'm from New Brunswick, Canada. And I'm speaking to you today from Cincinnati, literally in the shadows of one of the world's greatest companies, Procter & Gamble. But back then, I hooked up with this outfit from Mississauga. It was kind of like a Dale Carnegie type operation. And I started learning business in the trenches, working with small companies and their people on soft skills like customer service training, team building. And then eventually, it didn't happen overnight, but over time, I met that one person, Nikki, and you know the story, that the door opened a tiny crack. And I met that one person in 2002 where my whole life and career and profession would change. Wow. I can tell that you're a professional speaker because you spoke in complete sentences and paragraphs with no ums and no ahs. That's awesome. So, Gare. Oh, I appreciate it. My pleasure, brother. So, Gare, your story is an interesting one. It's a powerful one. It's one that I can relate to myself, even though I hadn't been fired in that way, but I had my marriage end. Again, seemingly out of the blue, just as your career ended seemingly out of the blue for you, your career as a broadcaster, I should say. And mm -hmm. I think that every man and woman listening to this episode can relate to your story at some level. It's a little bit like Joseph Campbell's The Hero's Journey, isn't it? Oh, it, you know what? I'm glad you brought that up. That's exactly what it is. And everyone's got their version. And, and I didn't realize it at the time. And it's very important for me to share this with your audience. I didn't realize that getting fired was actually the greatest gift of all, to get fired up about new horizons, new heroes, and new possibilities. And that's exactly what happened. But it, did, it sure didn't feel like it at the time. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. So you went through the hero's journey. And you found your true calling. You found your true purpose in life. And you discovered that there were a group of people that wanted what you had to offer as badly as you wanted to find them. And that is what got your career off to a flying start. Speak about that. Yeah. And I, I you know, and to be fair, I don't know if you'd call it a flying start. Um, it was a more start. like, let's go with yeah. a start then. Let's go with a start. And we were crawling at first. I got to be honest. It, it wasn't easy in the early days. And I'm talking about slugging it out, making cold calls, uh, like l really all that hand to hand, belly to belly type of selling that you got to do sometimes just to survive and pay bills and buy groceries. Like I've been there. And and so when I talk about the tiny crack in the door in 2002, it happened when I met this guy, Jim Gilbert. Now, as soon as I say the name, Nikki, like, you know the story, right? But to anyone listening, they might not know who Jim Gilbert is, and he's just another guy, really. But the day I met him, 
I find out he's got five employees. Him and his wife run this small mom and pop family business. They do about a million and a half a year. And he's a very shy, soft-spoken guy, quiet, but determined. He's determined not to be like everybody else in his space. And this is so much of a core that everything I do around the subject of differentiation, if everybody zigs, you zag. And that's the day I met the guy that was willing to go for that zag. And the punchline to the story is in 2006, we quote unquote rebranded him, but basically we changed the story. And in the worst category in the world in terms of public perception, Jim Gilbert became Canada's huggable car dealer. And his otherwise ordinary used car lot over the last 12 years has transformed into something. Well, I describe it, Nikki, as, you know, if Walt Disney was to imagine a used car lot, this is what it looks like. He's he's got the hundreds of teddy bears. He's got the merry-go-rounds out front, the mascots. He's got a nature trail to go walk your dog. It doesn't look at all or feel like at all what you would think of commonly in that category. And so 12 years later, you know, it's the old 12 years to become an overnight success. That business uh, last year did over 42 million employees, 38 people. They move over 100 cars a month and they're the undisputed, unrivaled category of one largest independent used car dealer in all of Atlantic Canada. For me, it was a chance to collaborate and test a lot of counterintuitive theories to see if they would actually work in the market. So, Garrett, I love the Jim Gilbert story. Canada's huggable car dealer. And he hands out little teddy bears with that emblazoned on their chest. I absolutely love it. And I can relate to this. A couple weeks back, I was not feeling very good. I'd had a rough couple of days. Actually, I'd had a rough couple of weeks in my business. And it seemed like every call that I was getting on, I'd have great calls and we, we wouldn't consummate our relationship. People wouldn't buy. And there was also a bunch of other things going on at a personal level and I just was feeling blah. So I reached out to my mentor, Mark Von Muser, who used to be the director of coaching and training for the world's leading transformational teacher. This is a world-famous individual. I'm not supposed to use his name, but he's very big and he's very tall, you know. And um, he's been around for 30-plus years. And this guy was a director of coaching and training, and he, and he helped him grow that business tremendously uh, by tens and tens of millions. And I reached out to him, and he couldn't speak to me. He said, I can't talk. What's up? And I told him, eh, I'm feeling blah, 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 blah. And so he started coaching me via Facebook Messenger. This was the first time I've ever been coached by a Facebook messenger care. And he, he asked me if I remembered one of my clients that got up at our last live immersion workshop event, which, which Mark had attended, and, and shared from the stage that when I went to Ottawa with my son for a soccer tournament, I decided to meet with her. And she brought a couple of her sons, right? And, mm-hmm. um, you know, we had a good time. We had a meal together. And then we jumped in the car. And we came back to Toronto. From stage, she said, and she started to cry. And I'm wondering, why is she crying? And she said, my son 
said to me when I said, we're going to meet Mickey Blue, she said, oh, mom, that's the guy. Am I going to get to meet the man who saved our family? So, Garrett, I lost it, right? Like, you get, Garrett, that, you know, I'm not your typical 21st century snowflake, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you get that about me, right? I lost it. I bawled on stage. I mean, I, I was deeply humbled by what she said. And it struck me that every human being in business has a desire to make a difference for people at that level. Every human being in business has a desire to help other people win so that they appreciate what you do for them. And I had the privilege of doing this for this lady and a whole bunch of other people. And my mentors just said, who else have you done this for? And I started to list them out. And, 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 and he said, think about who, how many more people like her and these other folks you're willing to hustle for you're willing to fight for. And Gare, I went from having no energy and being blah to being mm -hmm. so fired up I couldn't sleep for two days. And if you sit back, and especially for everyone in the audience listening today, and here's my radio broadcaster thing coming out, Nikki, because we're doing this you know, without the use of video, and here I am in Cincinnati, Ohio, and you're based in Toronto, and, and people are listening to us. But what Nikki just shared in my estimation, speaks to what I've been fortunate to speak all over the world on, which is the transformative power of story. Story has, has, has so much magic in it. Story is something that's not readily understood, especially in the business world, because so many people in business want to talk about their product, their features, advantages, benefits. They want to, they want to get into the pitch or they want to do email blasts and they just want to push, push, push. And I've discovered, Nikki, that story is foundational to creating trust and connection. I'm drawn to you because of your story. I know you are that rough and tumble guy. I know already you came over as a young guy from the Middle East and you had to scratch and claw and your family had to really fight to establish themselves. I know nothing was handed to you with a silver spoon. And I know how much that story of that woman's transformation meant to you. And I can feel it. And everyone listening can feel it too. 100%. 100%. And what you do, Gare, is you help people identify what their transformational story is. And then you help them tell it. Yeah, because deep inside of us, we've all got something that speaks to what I call like human values, not mission statement language, not all that bullshit and not the, the typical stuff about, you know, quality service, selection and price. And oh my God. <laughs> oh, like I want to no pull out a gun and shoot the next guy who says that. Right. Not for real, but you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But like no one cares. Eyes glaze over and people Nobody cares. Up. Nobody cares. And so it was quite by accident that the huggable car dealer became, you know, the genesis of this whole philosophy of if you can't differentiate on your price or your product, the one area you can differentiate is through your story. And what Jim and his wife Donna have done with their story, because it's one thing to tell a story, 
It's another thing to live it. And they've proven in a category with deep public perception issues that you can actually live who you really are. But my point for sharing with your audience, Nikki, is this. Way before I even met these people, they were doing handmade, handwritten birthday notes for their customers. You know, they, they were always going the extra mile. They were always doing little, the little things, the little extras to take care of people. And, and so Huggable became the poetic extension of the truth that was already there. But I think to your point, everyone's got a truth buried inside that's just dying to come out. And using that truth allows you to, to connect in a more meaningful way. It really is. You know, years ago, I felt like God spoke to me and said, you're here on this earth to live, to love, to grow, to learn, and to contribute. And those words went into my DNA. Mm. And ever since that day, that conversation with God, if you will, I have had this feeling at the very core of my being that I was meant for something special, that I had a purpose, a mighty purpose, and that it was my job to discover what that purpose was and to live it. And I believe with all my heart and all my soul that everyone feels the same way. If they just quiet the noise around them long enough so that they can hear this voice telling them that. And I do what I do because I want to help my fellow human being, my fellow man, my fellow woman, hear that voice, heed it, and live life from their purpose, but do it in such a way where they're making the difference they were born to make, and they're making a fabulous, gorgeous, beautiful, incredible income while they're at it. So let me ask you this, Nikki, when, you know, for the people who are listening to this and tuned in, you know, on the World Wide Web, what's the number one issue they struggle with in your estimation? Most of the people who listen to the show want to grow their business. They feel like they're stuck. They feel like they're not living their best life, certainly as it's reflected in their business. Right. So friend to friend, you would know I've been there. Yeah. I've been exactly in those shoes. Me too. So we're guys who've slugged it out through the trenches. And here's, here's the part I want to I give everyone some real value today in terms of what they can do. But it starts with mindset. And the mindset has got to be one that involves one word. And that is the word pull. If you push and keep banging on doors and pushing and doing email blasts and doing all those pushy types of things. It's over. I, I can tell you that's, 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 that's a losing game. It is. The best way to grow a business over the long term, 
I want everyone to hear that loud and clear. Over the long term, the best way to grow the business is with what I call a pull strategy. And the pull strategy involves you create something so interesting, so intriguing, so compelling, they come to you. They knock on your door. They email you and ask, well, how can you work with me? Yeah, that's the and, essence of thought leadership, by the way. But a pull strategy done effectively is going to take an investment of time and an investment of commitment. And in my experience, Nikki, and for everyone listening, people are only going to be drawn to you. So the, the, the idea, I, I, I was just with a group of CEOs and senior executives here in Cincinnati this morning, and I'm explaining to them the best brands in the world act like a giant magnet on steroids. And that's so true. Understand, yeah, the best in the world. They all do it the same way. You know, why is there such a huge lineup in one town in North Dakota called Sturgis of all these Harley Davidson drivers? Why every time Apple releases a phone, why is there a huge lineup? Why? You know, why? So, for example, Nikki, what's the most famous painting in the world? The Mona Lisa. Well, why are all the people lining up for the Mona Lisa? There's 30,000 exhibits at the Louvre in Paris. If anyone's ever been there, that's the greatest lab you could ever go to to study what I'm talking about today in terms of actually watching human behavior in real time. Because 30,000 exhibits, many magnificent pieces of art, are all being ignored. Where's the audience every day? At the Mona Lisa. They're jamming and cramming and trying to get a selfie in, and the celebrities are in there the same way. Why? And what's common between the Mona Lisa, Apple, Harley Davidson? All of these great brands. You tell a story. They're, they're all built from a story. And story over time becomes legend. And that's the subject of my forthcoming book, actually. I'm working on a book right now. It's called Big Little Legends. How Everyday People Build Irresistible Brands. And the idea is to make them come to you. That's the essence. And anyone can do this. Okay, Gary. So I'm going to put you on the spot. All right. Sure. I'm going to put you on the spot. And you're going you're gonna to give me a little bit of complimentary coaching here. So I'm going to be your guinea pig here. So let's talk about okay. Nikki yeah. Ballou and E-Circle, and right. let's put this to the test, shall sure. we? Oh, listen, I love, I love this kind of stuff. I know you do. That's why I suggested it. That's right. You we were live in a for this. Together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were in a session together, just so everyone knows. Nikki did see one of my core presentations. That, that much we can share, right? 100%. 100%. 100%. Just so everyone knows. But this so, is yeah. what Nikki, So we're going to do said, this. Yeah, let's do it. So a few thousand people will benefit from this, right? So, yep. so I have a company. It's called eCircle. Yep. And we have a we have a flagship program. Yeah. And our flagship program is called the eCircle Academy Live Immersion Workshop. Happens four times right. a year. It's quarterly. Yep. And it's three days long. And our objective inside this program is we're looking to help good people with big hearts, heart 
heart-centered entrepreneurs who primarily tend to be folks who work from home, one, two-person shops, to basically live a life where they get to live as their best self, they get to earn as their best self, and they get to make the difference they were born to make. So right right now, we're, we're rocking it, we're crushing it in every respect. So we get amazing results for people. They sign on for our ongoing year-long masterminds and even our highest level masterminds. All that is great. Our events are great. People love it. Where we want more help, where we're looking to grow is we want to take our lead flow up to the next level. Our lead flow isn't where we want it to be right now. So with all that background, let's use Gare Maxwell's genius with our company and what we're trying to do as an example, and let's see what we can teach people. Yeah, and I'm I'm on your website right now as we speak. Nikki, you are E-Circle Academy, and E-Circle Academy is Nikki Baloo. Is that right? Yes and no. We have a team yes. that helps us. I'm I am definitely the front man, but I'm not the only man. Right. So for example, Tony Robbins has a team. He does. But he's explicitly Tony Robbins, right? We're not explicitly Nikki Ballou. Nevertheless, in creating any sort of movement, yep. so it doesn't matter whether it's Nikki Ballou or anyone listening today, if you're trying to create a movement and trying to connect people to something larger than whatever product or service or consulting packages you have, You've got to be able to share your story. So I'm just using Tony Robbins as an example. Okay. Don't think by it it ever happened by accident. Every chance he got, what did Tony Robbins do? He shared his story about the day he was down and out. Okay. He was in an apartment and he made like he had $42 to his name or whatever that yeah, story yeah. And was. Yeah, he was he was he was washing sinks in his bathtub. Uh, washing in his bathtub. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. See, and you and I can visualize washing dishes in the bathtub. Right? We can see that. And so one of the things I see for for you my friend Nikki is you've got a great story and we've talked about this a little bit. But let's do it live so that people really hear where Nikki's coming from, and the day you set foot in Canada. Tell us about that day. So I was, four, I was 14 years old. Yeah, I, I flew here from uh, Greece. We'd been in Greece for two years. We, we, we came to Greece from Iran. And um, I had two brothers, still have two brothers. And, and, and we all came to Canada together. I remember feeling nervous and scared. And the biggest feeling I had was one of homesickness. I wanted to go back home to Iran. I didn't think this was a place that would accept me. I didn't think it was a place I wanted to be. I was scared. Didn't want anyone to know that, though. Tell us about the Iran you left behind. It's, you an, and the family. it's an idealized version, but all my friends were there. I grew up there. I'd been in the same house for years. You know, my friends and I would go play soccer in the fields. We'd go to some of the bigger homes in the area. They had uh, uh, mulberry trees with the branches hanging over the wall. And then we'd, uh, uh, we'd, uh, we'd make a little stirrup. 
uh, with our hands and have our, our buddy step into the stirrup and jump up and shake the trees so the mulberries would fall onto this big uh, tarp, and then we'd eat them. We'd gorge ourselves on them. Uh, I left all that behind. But why did the family decide to pick up and leave Iran in the first place? Well, you know, it was the time of the Iranian Revolution. We were Christians, and uh, we felt that uh, given the, 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 the theocratic nature of the new government, it probably was a good idea for Christians to try and make a life elsewhere. So, and I'm not exaggerating when I say your very safety was in question. Well, they weren't coming after us to throw us in jail or anything like that. It's not like that in Iran. But uh, it was definitely going to be more uncomfortable with the new government than it had been in the past. No question about it. Right. And and while they might not be aiming artillery your way. No, they're not, they weren't like ISIS. But, yeah, it wasn't right. going to be fun. It's no fun, especially if you feel like you're getting, you know, the multiple stink eyes every day. Right. It's very uncomfortable. I think the right word you said it is uncomfortable. So your parents make a decision to leave. And you and your two brothers set foot, eventually find your way to Canada. Yeah, we did. And you would have known the difference between a hockey puck and a curling stone, I'm guessing. Well, actually, oddly enough, I knew what hockey was because we actually played ice hockey in Iran for one year yeah. before we came. I know. You're kidding. No, there was, a, there was a hockey league there organized by some Canadians uh, and uh, Americans wow. from Minnesota. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, for, and, and it, for most people, that would have been the case. I certainly didn't know what a curling stone was. But that's – see, that now that's interesting that you had no idea. So you, were you actually – the first time you were on skates was in Iran? Yep. I played but the you left had no wing idea. for a team called the North Stars. You had no idea that that being part of the North Stars and being a, a robust right winger, left winger for that team, that eventually you'd wind up in Canada. None whatsoever. You see, what we're sharing with everyone is people have a hard time relating to whatever the pitch is or whatever the offer is. Or, for instance, even sometimes the video testimonials. But, Nikki, I've told you before, and I'll tell you again, like, you, you just got me on that growing up and you actually skated on an Iranian hockey rink having no idea that you were one, one day going to be landing. I think it was Montreal, wasn't it, where you guys wound up? No, we first? went to Toronto, actually. Oh, Toronto. So, so the holy grail of hockey, Maple Leaf Gardens and all that stuff. My, my point is that that's a great story. And sure, we can flesh it out, but I can already see the YouTube video. I already see the movie trailer, Nikki, with you on the airplane leaving Iran behind, and 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 walking the streets of Toronto and reminiscing what those early days were like, and the struggle to fit in, and the challenges unique to people trying to fit in. But that's no different. Those challenges are no different than anyone who wants to fit in to a coaching and consulting career. You are uniquely equipped because of your own story, your own hero's journey, and that, to me, has to be front and center for eCircle Academy. Lead with that, everything else follows. Wow. So my listeners listening to this and they're thinking, okay, I probably have a story that has some elements to it that are quirky and unique like that. 
Mm-hmm. So what I've got to do listening to this is model what Gare just did with Nikki. That's what my listeners thinking, right? Right. That's pretty powerful, yeah, I mean, man. That's pretty powerful. Well, and, and 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 just so you know, like I am a chef who eats his own cooking. And I, I want to share this story, Nikki, only because this is the kind of stuff, and I love your format, and I love being on people's podcasts because it allows us in these extended formats to share the things that sometimes we don't have a chance to with our speaking audiences. And so here's what people don't know. My story really comes from the unemployment line. And like I said, everyone's got a story, whether it's a rock bottom story, or in your case, Nikki, it's a story of extreme transition, right? Whatever the story is. But I want people to know this for real. I could not, for 12, 13, 14 years, breathe a word of what I shared with you when we opened this call. Couldn't do it. That's real, man. It was so humiliating. It was so embarrassing. I didn't even tell my friends the full extent of what really happened and how it went down. And then in July of 2015, after we moved to London, Ontario, and got settled there from the east coast of Canada, we had to go, and because I really believe in this strategy, that's when we launched our whole new website. Now, we've had different versions since, but it was it, I can really point it to July 2015, and there's the video right on the home page, and me sharing on the internet the story behind getting fired. And that's a story that I couldn't even tell privately for more than a dozen years. Wow. But I realized if I couldn't come forward and be upfront and very candid and own my own story, well, how could I expect anyone else to? And I think that's so important in any form of coaching, consulting, professional speaking, whatever, whatever label we want to put on it. It's so crucial to be the one who makes the first move, who leads from the front. That makes sense. That makes sense. It's pretty powerful. And so, and, and so, and just for from a research point of view, okay, whoever is listening, this whole idea of putting your story front and center on your website, which is really your digital storefront. And, and the reason I share this, Nikki, because there's something timeless. There's a timeless truth. We never get a second chance to make a first impression. Right. And the first visit to the website is usually that's when the game is won or lost in terms of first impression. So just from a research point of view, I wouldn't even, I mean, people, if they want to go to my site, go to my site. And you'll see a video there right up front. But go to Jim Gilbert's site just to tie the story together. And you'll see about a three and a half minute movie trailer right there on the homepage. And I can guarantee you something. He's not talking about cars. He's not, he's, he's not talking about cars at all. He's instead explaining kind of like the reasons why he's doing what he's doing. And when you see his story, you realize this whole huggable car dealer thing runs much deeper than any sort of cheesy marketing gimmick. If people want to look at it as a cheesy marketing gimmick, well, that's their loss, quite frankly. 
because what it is, it's, it's just like I said earlier, it's the poetic extension of a timeless emotional truth that was already there. He was already a nice guy. They were already good people. But if you want to create differentiation, if you want to create a splash in the market, if you want people to actually come to you, seek you out, then you're going to have to, you know, find a way to dig into your own truth and somehow share that. And that's the starting point for creating a brand, what we call an irresistible brand. And the concept I'm working on now is how do you create the big little legend and punch way above your weight class? When your book's ready to roll, we'll have you back on the show. But oh, I'd love that. I'll tell you, this is powerful. I mean, the emotional punch that you just packed in what you've revealed to me and the listener is incredible. I'm thinking, yeah, man, I want to hear this guy's story. I want to know who he is. And that would be true for all of our listeners today as well, Nikki. And the great thing about it is, and this is the part where I might as well be just real with everyone, the reality is hear it, but then it's a question between the knowing and the doing. I call it the knowing-doing gap. And everyone listening can identify with this. You know, in business and life, if you've really noticed the pattern, you know, between people who just talk and people who actually do, how wide is that gap between those who talk about success and those who dream of success and those who actually do the hard work to actually get things done? How wide is that gap? Is that a small little gap or? It's a yawning chasm. <laughs> exactly. And, and, and so I've had a lot of experience with this phenomena called the knowing doing gap. And consequently, if you'd have told me, Nikki, on the unemployment line back in 1999, May 21st, that horrible week and that uh, you know forgetful summer that someday I'd be invited to basically tour throughout Canada, I, I think I'm up to 33 or 34 states, do tours of the United Kingdom to go speak, and people who run like hundreds of millions of dollars in terms of their companies. Uh, their size, that they want to hear me talk. Do you, do you think for a second, Nikki, I would have believed you that that would happen? No. Never. And yet, it has. And, and, and it's not stopping. The momentum grows week by week. We get more invitations. And, and through the power of video and storytelling, we're getting, you know, invitations that I shake my head. I can't imagine somehow that someone found something on the internet, liked it, and then, geez, we'd like to bring you here to speak, or or can you help us with this, or or whatever it is. And, and really, it was a long, hard struggle to get there. But for those who are committed, for those who don't just talk, but actually do, there's quite a future ahead. And that's what I love about organizations like eCircle Academy, because I think that's the real value, Nikki, is that you really, you and your team help people close that knowing doing gap. Well said. This has been a fascinating interview, Gary. We end off every interview by asking you as our expert guests, what are your top three expert action steps that you recommend our listener take on in their business to enhance their business in their life. 
So what are they? Well, these are, might not be so much action steps, but really food for thought that, that really will force some action out of it. And, and here's, here's where I land. You've really got to ask yourself, you know, beyond creating a pull strategy, like how crucial is differentiation in your business? So the coaching and the consulting industry, for example, is expanding. It's growing. And there's a lot of reasons for that. But how crucial is differentiation? If differentiation really matters, then how are you going to actually set yourself apart? And I dare say every category has its own language. And if you're talking about results-oriented initiatives and win-win synergies and all the other, you know, cliche type, you know, BS that's out there, then that's going to mean the road's going to be a lot longer and a lot harder. But if you can create something that has an original story to it, an original twist, your own footprint, as it were, then you've got a chance to stand apart from the crowd. And so apart from differentiation, I also think that another big part of this, of course, is delivery. And I can summarize it real quickly for you, Nikki. You got to be ready to embrace the fact that Facebook and YouTube are the number one and 1A delivery vehicles for video-based storytelling. And I'm, I'm a member of the Canadian Association of Professional Speakers. And I was just at a meeting the other night, actually, in my hometown of my new hometown of London, Ontario. And you would be surprised at how many professional speakers are still struggling to wrap their head around the fact that if you're not on YouTube and you're not on Facebook, like now, you are getting irrelevant by the second. Those are the two mega platforms. Some other platforms are great. LinkedIn is great. I'm a big fan of LinkedIn. Instagram is coming on. But Facebook and YouTube right now, because of the video components, allow anyone to become their own media. And when you become your own media and you become your own expert, and that's what I love, Nikki, you've got a podcast, and that's all part of being your own media. But to do it without a video component means, you know, you're going to build the business a lot slower than otherwise you could. I love it. That's important. That's powerful. I agree with you. Video well, we is a, really important. You know, and it's all about, and it's all about, you know, no one can do this on their own. And I was very lucky. I've got a great friend of mine back on the East coast. And I'll never forget. He sat uh, us down, Dane and I back in August of 2014 at a coffee shop. And that's one thing. The coffee shop, I think, is like the sacred ground for the coaching and consulting industry. Everyone meets at coffee shops because everyone works at home. And uh, we sat down with Martin that day and he painted the picture and he was right that the future belonged to those who can communicate in story and do so with video-based platforms. I love it. It's true. Anyone who is in a thought leader capacity in business needs to do video. They just need to. And there's plenty of people who don't get this. And at the beginning of their practice, it's okay that they don't get this. But once right. they start to get out there and get some traction, they got to mm -hmm. do it. There's yeah. nobody I know 
who's a serious thought leader who doesn't do some form of video-based communication at least once or twice a week. Right. And and that's just that's the new reality. And and eventually, as as video itself starts to evolve, you're gonna see it's gonna get more sophisticated and more challenging because it's a brand new discipline that people are learning. It started you know, with flip cams, and now it's moved into iPhones, and now things are getting more sophisticated. There was a time, for instance, you could get away with just shooting something on your iPhone on a car. Now audiences are getting more discriminating. So you again, this is something that really thought leadership, I love that phrase, Nikki, thought leaders have to wrap their head around to really be a thought leader that's relevant. And that's the key word, not just different, but relevant in the 21st century. I'm going to have to communicate by video because video is one of the best ways and the fastest ways to build trust and connection, which is so crucial to any strategy designed to create that pull effect we talked about earlier. That's brilliant, man. So, Garrett, if people want to get your books, consume your material, what's the best way for them to do this? Well, I'm going to recommend this. I'm going to be your only guy to come on here, Nikki, and say, don't buy my book. I released the book back in May of 2010. And I'm very proud of my book because that book opened a lot of doors. But I would subscribe to my YouTube channel. You know, if you want to plug in LinkedIn, Facebook, I'm the easiest guy to find online. And I've got new material. We're working on uh, relaunching the video blog. So it'll be ready to go early January. And it's going to be around the theme of leaders and legends. And so right now, I think there's about five or six of them that have been shot. Next week, I'll be going, I'll be speaking at a conference in, uh, two conferences actually in Orlando, Florida. So there's another opportunity to shoot video down there and come come the first week of January, we'll be publishing leaders and legends on a very consistent basis. In other words, don't go out to Amazon and buy a book that although I'm proud of, isn't nearly as relevant as, as some of the videos we've, we've put out there, even now, with a lot more to come. Okay. Well, fabulous. We'll put that on the uh, show notes of the podcast episode so people can uh, get a hold of it and use it as they see fit. I love it. Nobody else has ever said, don't buy my book. No. That's what, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, no, because... I get you are, man. It makes you stand out. It's pretty cool. Very clever. Well, it's... But it's also true, you know, it, it just is. It's it's not where, like I said, that was May of 2010. Uh, the world's a lot different here in 2018. And it's going to be different again in 2019. And that's why, as I continue the research and the writing, I'm, I'm, I've made a great head start on the manuscript. I just want to be straight up with the, the audience. I'm not here to sell anything in terms of, you know, pushing product. I, 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 that's not my deal. But I am saying that I, I am absolutely convinced that when you really dig into it, anyone can figure out how to create an irresistible brand. And I just happened to really, through good fortune and good luck, run into a used car guy back on the East Coast that allowed me to basically experiment with a lot of crazy theories and eventually get proven, yeah, that, that actually works. Brilliant. Love it. So, Gare, thanks for being on the show. And listener, you might be thinking to yourself, wow, this guy, Gare Maxwell, he's pretty cool. I'd like to be like Gare Maxwell. But then that little imposter living in your head, the one that's 
really giving you imposter syndrome saying, I could never do that. I'm here to tell you, you could. And myself and my team at eCircle, we know that you want to be someone who's sharing your gifts with the world, making a difference, making the difference you were born to make. You want to be earning the income that you deserve and that's going to let you take care of your family in style. But in order for you to do that, you're going to need to grow your practice. You're going to need to grow your coaching, your consulting business. And the problem is you really don't know how to get off the plateau you're on right now, which makes you feel anxious and question whether or not you have what it takes. And here's what I say. I believe that you don't need to do this alone. You deserve help from someone like me, someone who's been there, who's helped dozens of other people get there. And I understand that you're doing everything you know to do to grow your practice and your business. And it's not working the way you want it to. And that's one of the reasons I do what I do, because I'm here to help good people like you who are struggling not have to struggle. I've discovered an approach, a methodology that's helped the majority of the members of our program make a quarter million dollars a year or more versus less than 1% of all coaches and consultants out there in the marketplace. And the way we do it's through this three-step success system. It's called the E-Circle Success System. Step one, you jump on a success call with myself or a member of my team. Step two, you sign up for a program, you get trained on methodology. Step three, you execute and you grow your business. And we do this together. We lock arms with you. You don't do it alone. So go ahead, go to eastcircleacademy.com, click on the button that says schedule your success call and go ahead and do that so that you can stop being stuck. You can stop listening to that little imposter that's living in your head and you can transform that imposter to your biggest champion so that you can grow your business, you can make the difference you were born to make and have that question you've been struggling with, that nagging doubt, can I really do this? Be answered with a resounding yes once and for all. Gary Maxwell, thank you so much for being on the show, man. You rocked it today, bro. My pleasure, Nikki. And listen, I really, I, I echo and support everything you just said. I think, I think self-doubt is part of the journey. Nobody can do this alone. And thank goodness there's an E-Circle Academy. Uh, there was no E-Circle Academy when I started. People are very fortunate. Nikki, you, you are a blessing, my friend. And anytime you want to do this, uh, I'm more than happy. God bless you, brother. Thank you again. Thank you.